0: Welcome to the third and final hour of Power Lunch. My name is or Moachim. Glad to be in your company once again this afternoon. Do you enjoy stand-up comedy? How often, be honest, how often do you actually go watch stand-up comedy? But how often do you then stream it um, wherever you can, right? So do let us know. I'd love to hear from you whether you enjoy stand-up comedy. We've got a comedian in the house um, this afternoon a producer as well, and an actor, Mojakisane Lehoko. He's known as Mojak.
1: Mojak, Mojak. <laughs> the full government name came out. Scandal. Scandal. <laughs>
0: Sorry, man. Okay, Look, I, okay. I literally just took it from your name. It's so good, it's so Mojack. good. Yes. I love that. So that's Mojack, um, the voice of Mojack there. And he is with us until 3 o'clock this afternoon, just before we say goodbye to you. So do give us a call, 0861-987-000, or you can drop us an X at PowerFM987 at underscore. We'll speak about how he started his career, how he got into um comedy, really, but also into acting. And writing and producing, but also um, we'll find out from him if anybody takes him seriously, especially as a comedian, right? It's 11 after 2.
1: But then we've got a proper Zulu teacher, a proper Zulu teacher. She spoke Zulu A, the kind of Zulu you have to herd cattle before you can learn. <laughs> you can't just watch Isi Tingo and understand it. Masala was a great Zulu teacher, but she would undo all of her hard work by trying to teach us things in English. She'd go flying in the sky is a bird. Okay, when you go to sleep at night, you sleep in a bird. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, you didn't.
1: Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did that joke once and then saw Mrs. Uh, uh, now Zwane, formerly Miss Twala, at the show. And she was like, Ha, ah, this is what you've been up to. And oh I was my like, gosh. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a little bit weird, a little bit awkward. A little bit awkward.
0: I suppose that's how they speak, though, right? Some, some people.
1: No, I mean, the full context of the joke is that uh, a lot of uh, older generations went through Bantu education. And mm. so, enunciation was not something that was like top of mind. And so it's like how we say words in particular ways. But mm. broadly speaking, it's because of the old education system.
0: I love it, though. That's the commentary. <laughs>
1: That's the full idea of the joke.
0: I love it, though. <laughs> um, I mean, it also speaks truth to what people have been through. Yes. Right? What yeah. people have really been through in education themselves. For sure. And trying to understand what their own teacher is trying to tell them.
1: Yes. I mean, the other part of the joke is that I had a Zulu teacher whose name was Miss Antil. I had a white woman as an English teacher, no uh, really. a Zulu teacher rather. Was, so, the joke is her <laughs> being like, "Sani born ani by children, and we're like, yeah, yeah, manna. <laughs> <laughs> Did our teacher learn Zulu from Tagalani Nigeria? Yeah, right. It's like, very strange, very strange. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But thanks so much for coming in, Mojek. Thank um, you. I appreciate your time. Does anybody take you seriously? I think, let me just start there. As a stand-up comedian, there's a lot of laughter that would obviously come with you being around.
1: Yes. Yeah, I'm a very serious person, actually. I only I only feel compelled to be funny at shows or on TV, so I'm very serious, oh, especially on the phone, because people don't know who they're speaking to, mm. and I lose my full name, so it's just, I'm just not a regular person. Um, but yeah, I do think some people take me seriously. I hope they do. <laughs> I hope they really do.
0: You can only hope, right? <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get into stand-up? No, no. it's not even start with stand-up com- comedy, we'll yeah. come back to that. Okay. But how did you get into everything else that you're perceived with? <laughs>
1: I mean, I mean, stand-up is the beginning. I mean, I studied quantity surveying, so I never had aspirations of no being ways. entertainment. Yeah, I got, I finished my BSc in 2016, but I I just started doing stand-up in 2010. And um, and then that year, I started writing on Late Night News with Lois Okola. I asked Lois if I could join his team just to sit in and watch. And I started writing from there and, and progressed and eventually started kind of producing other shows and directing other comics uh, shows. So it's been a gradual progression over time. I mean, I guess now I'll be going into what is my 14th year, minus two of the pandemic. But yeah, 14 years of doing this. So over time, I've really kind of chipped away and tried different things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So- I mean, you'd say that you didn't want to get into entertainment no. at all. You, However, you went to lawyer and said, listen, well, by the way.
1: Well, I, I didn't want to do comedy. I wanted to be a music producer. I wanted okay. to make beats. My friend Wade Rose and I used to make beats all the time. That was our big aspiration, to be like Pharrell and uh, Timberland and uh, 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 who else? They were just Blaze. We really wanted to be beat makers, yeah. and so we pursued that. And that ended terribly. And so we pivoted hard and uh, he went into graphic design and I kind of found comedy along the way.
0: Any plans, though, to go into beats someday?
1: I mean, I still make beats. I've put some stuff out. Or I mean, there's a promo Lloyd did for his new show that I think I did the music for. Or oh, I'd made the music and then I sent him the beat. Um, I'll sporadically do some other musical stuff along the way. Deep Fried, and Deep Fried Man and I, when at the first Comics Choice Awards, did a, a rendition of... Um, kind of Mendoza and Danny Kaye's vibe called Cheesy Music. So it was like a spoof of those two. Uh, but yeah, not not a professional musician. I don't have any aspirations to do that, no. Okay. Yeah.
0: And then the acting bit also just kind of found you along the way.
1: Yeah, I guess from being on late night news, uh, we would write sketches and ideas and then they'd be like, hey, why don't you be in them? And so that's how that happened. And we started playing characters. Obviously, with Kaxi Soledigha, I worked with him on the Bantu Hour with a bunch of other incredible people. And so I think that relationship with those guys led me to kind of getting into acting. We did some commercials along the way. And uh, yeah, so that's that's how I kind of got into acting.
0: So speak to us then about your journey, right? You've spoken to us about your journey as to how you got into comedy. Yes. But you started at Cool Runnings yes. in Melville.
1: Yeah, I did. <laughs> cool Runnings Melville, which is now a parking lot, if you go look for it. No way, Yeah, I haven't been
0: there in so long. They
1: knocked that down. Uh, but yeah, it was. they used to have a Sunday night comedy show. The idea was acts would come on and do new material. And so, yeah, I signed up one day. There was a lady called Alicia Whitworth who I, I think I rang up and said, Hey, can I please get a spot? And so a lot of comedy shows will have a, a slot that's designed to have an open mica. Uh, and I jumped on and it went okay. And she called me back and I kept going. Cool Runnings was weird. It was like this dingy like club. It was like a fire hazard. There was no dressing room. It was a <laughs> toilet. So it, so they would have like this bucket of beers so next dirty. to the urinal. Then it was like, it was the grossest, like, I mean, I loved it, but it was it was awful. It was really, it really an awful was. place. Yeah. It really was. So, you know, that that's where I kind of started.
0: They probably saw the fire hazard situation. And they're like, uh-uh, take it down.
1: I don't think anyone cared. No one one cared. We were all broke. You paid your 20 rand if you had a student card. Yeah. You would go downstairs. And you could watch like young acts or you could, there was a night Chris Rock played there. A lot of like of premier South African acts played there. We were actually working on a documentary and we found old um, kind of tapes of Trevor downstairs and Loic Goyle and Flissmas. Very young acts at the time uh, who were just starting out in like their comedy journey or transitioning into like being middle of the road, you know, kind of middle of their path in comedy.
0: How big is comedy in South Africa now? I mean, of course, back in the day, we used to sit and watch this on TV, yes. right? Or you would go wherever the performance is happening. But how big is it now, especially after all the terrible years that people have had from mm. 2020?
1: I think it like it depends. There different tiers or waves, you know. I think when I look at, you know, Mashabella and Skumba and Celeste do, do fantastic big marquee shows, It's definitely grown exponentially over the years. Trevor, in his last tour in South Africa, played the Grand West Casino, and he played uh, the Sunbet. And I think he might have done maybe 60,000 seats total. So there's scope for it. I just think on a club perspective, we don't necessarily have the same culture where people will just go out and watch stand-up on Mm. a regular day. But I think we're cultivating that, and we just need time. We haven't been doing it as long as other parts of the world when you think of the UK and the States, and I think just over time it'll grow, but I think it's in a good space. Definitely in a resurgence, So I'm excited to see what happens in the next few years.
0: Mm, We're in conversation with Mojack, stand-up comedian. That's probably how you know him. Um, Producer, writer, and actor. His name is actually San Lehoku, right? That is his name, (laughs) his ID name. (laughs) So, um, and if you want to ask him a question or comment, 0861-987-000 is the number that you can dial. Send us an X at PowerFM987 at SehomaAhi underscore. Um, How does it feel, Mojack, to go from cool runnings in Melville, the dodgy and dingy space, (laughs) to being recognized on a global platform? I mean, you're an award-winning comedian, not just comedian, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think it was a gradual transition, so it's easy to kind of get used to it. I mean, I started 14 years ago. It's a very long time. I was still a student at Vits, very broke, enjoying what little <laughs> bit of money that I had. And I think, you know, it's great to see our journey. It's great to also take a retrospective look and see where we've all come from. And so to be a part of this awesome ensemble cast is a testament to how far we've all come. You know, one of the cast members is uh, is Robbie Collins. Uh, I remember when he moved up from Durban and we all used to be broke and be sitting in his lounge, having a streetwise two amongst three of us. You do Ew. the maths. But it was fun times, so was, you somebody know. Somebody
0: was having just the chips. I mean,
1: <laughs> I, or just you know that heel of the drumstick. Somebody <laughs> was. No, I think I think it's important to have a, a kind of context of where we've come from. Mm. So it's really great to be on this incredible show and to see everybody and to see their their come up, as you would say colloquially, and uh, just to see how far we've come on our journey. So it's, it's really awesome. It's incredible.
0: What have you enjoyed most? Let's quickly go back then to you being a producer, right? What did you enjoy most about writing and being a producer for TV?
1: I mean, I've produced live shows more so than I've produced television. I've written in television. So I feel like I've got a different role in every kind of aspect of entertainment. Uh But producing is difficult because you're responsible for everything. It's a stressful job. Uh, so when we produce live shows, you got to make sure people are at the interviews on time, that the banners are printed, that, you know, the drinks are all – Producing's a headache. So yeah. I, I, I put my hands up to anybody who's a producer. Um, directing is its own beast. So I think every job has got its own pros and cons. I like writing for TV and that I can do it in isolation sometimes. I also like being in a writer's room. Um, so every every one of those gigs kind of has a different responsibility and a different reward. It just it just depends. Yeah, it depends where I'm at at, the, at that point mm, in time.
0: Mm, interesting. And when you then write yes. for your comedy, when you do your stand-up um, comedy, right, I'm guessing that you do write. <laughs> I do write. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you write for a particular audience? And I mean, I heard Trevor Noah when he was here mention that when he's in whatever city, he yes. writes for those particular people. So he goes to do his research and whatever, whatever. Sure. Do you also do that or you just, kind of go with what is happening maybe in the country?
1: I think uh, what Trevor's referring to is contextualizing certain ideas for certain cities Mm -hmm. and so that, like here but you wouldn't call it that in Durban right? You'd say uh, Bunny Bunny, or you'd say Gatsby in the west so I think a lot of that work is contextualizing ideas but we do all right we do all right ideas and we try them over and over so by the time you've seen a joke, we've tried it a few times it's risky to just Try stuff off the top of your head. It can go really badly <laughs> if you're not well-versed in that. So it's good to have like sets prepared. But as Trevor says, yeah, we do kind of tweak some jokes so that they work in a city. I remember doing a joke uh, in Durban where I, I used an Afrikaans reference and the crowd was like, himban, what is this guy talking about? Because no one really speaks Afrikaans in yeah. Durban in that way. So we're just contextualizing for audience depending on where we are in the world.
0: How often would you tell one joke?
1: i mean i could do it hundreds of times i mean it depends your
0: audience is different
1: yeah the audience is what keeps changing obviously once you shoot and record a special you don't want to keep doing those jokes because people would have seen them on tv uh it depends i mean i think our struggle is that we don't have as many spaces to try jokes Mm. so we have to have a high turnover of them but yeah you want to repeat a joke a bunch of times and finesse it and tweak it and get it right
0: have you ever been at an audience and you know, had your joke, say a particular joke yes. and then it's just quiet, like you've got like a difficult audience.
1: Yeah, that happens. That's inevitable. I think like, yeah, we've I think every stand up's had a bunch of shows like that. Sometimes we can't control the audience. Sometimes the layout is wrong. It's like there's you know, there's trampolines and boom boxes behind you and you're like hi guys and the people are like you are you are this background noise in their event. And so you can have a really horrible set when that happens. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it does happen once in a while.
0: And how do you bounce back? Like, do you ever get to a point where you're like I'm such a bad comedian?
1: No, that is not. <laughs> that is unequivocally Good. not. No, I think I think the longer you do stand up, the the longer you realize the circumstances under which you had a bad set. So sometimes maybe you're off. Maybe the sound was bad. Maybe the layout was wrong. But it doesn't happen that often. I think at this point, I'm at in my career, and a lot of other comics, we aren't gonna play rooms that like aren't set up correctly or don't give you a chance at winning. So, yeah, it doesn't happen that often. Early in the career, it did because you're just not good at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I think that's an inevitable of anybody who's new in their trade, whether you're an actor or uh, you know a rapper or whatever. The early shows, that's when you might see flames, yeah. but you grow from it. And you accept that, yeah, it happens. You know, I have a bad day. Not everybody has a 10 out of 10 performance. Mm. And so I think it would be fair and unjust to be harsh on myself if I had an okay or bad set. Mm.
0: Okay. Mm. I get that. I mean, one of your awards, right, is the Best Writer Comics Pen Award. Yes. And you beat Trevor Noah.
1: (laughs) I did beat Trevor that year. (laughs) How did that feel? I mean, it was cool. I mean, it was. I wasn't like really competing against him, but I do work with Trevor quite a bit, so I texted him afterwards. It was great to win the award. I think it was great for us to be acknowledged as writers. It's it's important in that respect, and so it was fine. It was a fun night. The awards themselves are just like a gathering of comedians, and so it's chaotic. So and
0: there's lots of laughter.
1: They, I mean, yeah, nonstop. and a little bit of competition here and there, but it's good times. We're just yeah. hanging out, enjoying a drink, and we don't often get to be. Uh, in one room together so many of us so it's always a great experience
0: what is that competition like between comedians
1: I think we're just pushing each other to be better, you know. Sometimes you watch somebody on a show, you're like, yo, hey, let me go, <laughs> let me <laughs> go, myself. yeah, let me go prepare properly because <laughs> yeah, it's happening. So I think that's what that competition is. It's in yeah. good spirit. You see somebody doing incredibly well, and you want to elevate yourself, you know, to to give the audience that that quality kind of show. So I think for us, it's not it's not like in a mean spirited way. We just want to support each other, do well. We give each other like tags so that a tag is like a, a joke at the end of another joke so that we can improve each other's ideas. So there's a level of competition, but it's always in good spirits. We want to put on the best uh, shows possible. So I think that's where that comes from.
0: In conversation with Mo Jack, um I keep smiling because I'm ready to like laugh at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> in conversation with Mojek, stand-up comedian, producer, writer, and actor 0861 000. that's the number that you can dial questions comments that you may have for him or of course send us an x at powerfm987 at tehumuachi underscore um, so talk to us about this acting bit right Yes. Uh, how's it progressing now <laughs> where are you at
1: where, where am I well, I've done some interesting stuff over the years um, a lot of sketch with kahiso from LNN and Bantu Awa I was in seriously single, small cameos there. I've done the odd cameo in a lot of comedies. What I would like is to be a villain in something. That's what I really want to do, is I want to be like a mean, like... That is the that is what I want next, is to be a villain in whatever I star in next. That really excites me.
0: I don't see it.
1: I mean, that's the idea, right? <laughs> that's that you, you know you never expect that person, and you're like, damn! They sold the whole family business under our... <laughs> Well, we weren't looking like, so that's the idea. I really would love to play a villain next. That would be a lot of fun.
0: Are you writing something along those lines?
1: I might have to write my own show, <laughs> of just like an evil lawyer or something. Like, I might, I might have to write that myself, but I would love to play a villain.
0: That is so interesting. <laughs> yeah. I think you're the one person that I've ever interviewed that has said, this is what I want to act Really? As.
1: Yes. I think it's so, like, at odds with how people perceive me. And so that's why it's exciting, right? To yeah. be something that I'm not yes. as opposed to being typecast in a particular role. So villain really excites me just like pro- just a problem whatever show it is I just want to be a problem. I want you to feel like when you was, used to watch Ntigi Lukele you remember loved her when you, when he people you wanted to Pem- find Pamela Pem- 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 Nombele in the is. streets that's what I want when I met Big and Babe like hey, wanna? I almost <laughs> cursed on radio then I was like I'm not going to say what I want people to say to me but I want them to have that guttural feeling when they see me on the screens that would be wild yeah, it would be fun
0: I can't believe it. A person actually wants to act as a
1: villain. <laughs> it would be so much fun.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, I'm glad that you mentioned that you almost swore on air, right? <laughs> what is it with comedians and swearing? Isn't it possible to write something that is clean?
1: Oh, comics going to write. We write clean stuff all the time.
0: Exactly. See, I told you, always We write
1: clean stuff all the time. <laughs> I mean, think of all the stuff we have on television. It's all rated. We don't use any profanity. But I think there's something about being in a club show Where we've let a little, we're letting loose, and we can speak a bit more freely. Where we don't feel compelled to keep it clean. I do corporates all the time, and you can't use profane language Mm -hmm. often. You can't talk about politics. There's lots of things in corporate gigs that you can't do, and so I think that's where it is. It's the point where art meets corporate interest, where we have to figure out where we swear we don't, you know, or use certain types of language or speak on certain topics. To be honest.
0: I mean, the elections are coming up. Yes. What do you make of South <sighs> Africa's current sit- political oh gosh. situation? Oh,
1: gosh. Oh, my word. What a bizarre election year. Completely. Who do you go for? Who do you like? There's people who want Cape Independence. Then they are, we're not speaking out about atrocities. Oh, guys. I don't know.
0: You know what I'm concerned about, right? Yes. It's just a complete side note. Okay. That elections will come up so they say election day is whenever. Yeah, okay. And then <laughs> and then two or, or it obviously it can't happen, but maybe a month or so before sure. then, jiggy jiggy here's another party. Of course. I mean, it's bound to happen. The way that we're going now. Oh, everyone's
1: dropping parties now. It's like a mixtape. Everybody got a new party out. Every week there's a new party. It's like iTunes. Somebody's like, some disgruntled politician finds a homie and then starts, (laughs) don't be surprised when you see me with my new party called Power next Friday. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be like, I'm a handler. It's in the name. Don't like, guys, everyone's got a party. I think the thing we do here in South Africa is we have... um, Politics of personality. Yeah. So people get upset, and then they go, "Oh, I'm going to start." Then, then you're like, "Now nah, where is Tara Legota? <laughs> <laughs> where is Ian Mwazi Masheloa? Who are doing interesting things?" But now it's like, you know, we don't want to vote for individuals. Yeah. We want to know what your policies are. What is your manifesto, so that we are making conscious decisions about who we vote for in the next upcoming elections. But it's hard, yeah. I wouldn't see him, guys. I wouldn't It's very hard. hard. Very, very <laughs>
0: difficult. <laughs> it's 14.30 on Power 98.7. This is Power Lunch in conversation with Mo Jack, stand-up comedian, producer, writer, and actor. And we'll continue our conversation with him after news headlines. Power Lunch, weekdays, 12 to 3 p.m. on Power 98.7. Alright, let's continue our conversation with Mo Jack, stand-up comedian. Drop us an X at Power FM nine eight seven at Sehoma-Ahi underscore questions, comments that you may have for him. Um bra- Chausa says on X, gents, what do you have just said about mushrooming political parties? It's because these ruperts have seen that the EFF is on high alert for making sure that we're going to win the votes. Yeah! Now, out of the blue, it's MK, Razum, etc. All is to do, all is to disturb the EFF. Well,
1: I mean, I hear, I hear the point. I think by fracturing this, the opposition parties it may take away their votes. I think that's the theory. Mm. The consp- no, I'm not going to call it a conspiracy theory, <laughs> but I think that's the theory. I mean, that's interesting. We'll see what happens, you yeah. know. MK, yeah, okay, actually, I am not want say anything about MK. I'm, that's how, yeah, Maybe, no,
0: you'll do it in a skit. I will <laughs> not.
1: I will, for my own protection, <laughs> I'm, I'm hands off, hands off MK.
0: Now I have to ask. So there are certain topics that you just stay away from.
1: I mean, there are, what you but... Say for your own protection. No, no, actually, I if, you, if you're if you good enough at stand-up, you can do a joke about anything. Mm-hmm. The problem is that sometimes, often sensitive topics are in the hands of bad comedians. Mm-hmm. And so, I want to timing, one, or it's just like, man, maybe not now. Or, you know, you, you always hear the phrase, too soon. Yes. Sometimes, like, just give it three weeks, bro. This just happened. Let us still mull on the idea. I think there are topics... Um, I think if you're good enough and you and you know the politics of the idea, you can talk about almost anything. Yep. I just don't want people tweeting me. That's all I'm trying to avoid, <laughs> to buy data, to block people. <laughs> I get you.
0: So, and then um, Prof Tabo says, please ask your guest how comfortable is he with watching himself perform on his recordings with a view to critique his work?
1: I'm in, it's incredibly uncomfortable to watch my own stand-up or to listen… I take notes of every show with the idea that I've got them, and then I'll review and like listen and go, "Oh, they loved here, it didn't work. I never listen back to the recording, so I've just got hard drives of sets I've done, and I just cannot sit down. It's so uncomfortable it's yeah. the weirdest thing to like watch back your own stuff it's I mean if I enjoyed it, that would be weird if i <laughs> If people are like, why are you subscribed to that? I'm like, yeah, hey, hey. nah, I just watch my own videos. <laughs> I don't even have internet. No, I, I struggle to watch my own content.
0: Understandable, right? Yeah. Understandable. So, what do you think you learned from working with the likes of Kahiso and Loiso?
1: I think the biggest thing, there are two things. Philosophically, they always have been about giving back to people, particularly mm-hmm. younger acts. And so I think that spirit and an ethos we've also tried to carry with us. If there are generations of talents that come after us, their path should be easier and we should give them the necessary tools to navigate the world of stand-up comedy and their life in general. Just help them make it easier. The other thing I think is just like how to write, how to do stand-up. I think even being around Trevor, it's like a level of professionalism that he may have or just just conducting yourselves and and, and always wanting to be the best at what you do. I think... All three of those people have that culture of wanting to be the best and putting in the work required to do that. And I think that's an important thing for any young artist is to just be aware that things don't just happen. Mm. Don't just chiggy chiggy, top of the game. You have to put in the hours. You have to care about your craft and the work that you create. And eventually, hopefully, if things line up, you'll get to where you want to get to.
0: Do you think you, you lined yourself up with the right people or you aligned yourself with the right people at the right time for you to get to where you are now?
1: I think there's an element of luck in everybody's journey and career. I think we all we can do is control what we've got control of and that's to work hard and be in the right spaces. I definitely think there's elements of luck. I definitely think there's a show where a comedian might have seen me and said, hey, come do my gig. And mm-hmm. then and that that kind of snowballs. And, and that's the cool thing about stand-up, I think, is that you do a show and the other acts are like, wow, that person's good. Why don't you try play this show? And so it moves quite quickly. There's an element of meritocracy. Obviously, there's other stuff along the way. But I do think there was a level of luck and being in the right place in the right time um, after having put in all the work.
0: That's really amazing. Um, what were some of the challenges? I mean, there's a challenge with every career, yes. right? What are some of the challenges when you think back that really built you as well?
1: That's That was the challenge. (laughs) There's no, just, yo, those early years of stand-up are brutal. It's like, you're just not making enough money. You know, it's, it's, oh, it's rough. And like, and the bad shows hurt. Mm. Like the bad shows really like, you, yo. Guys, I would not wish this on anybody. In fact, whenever I meet people like I want to be a comedian, I'm like, just do it once and then go back to your life. <laughs> of just just go back to being an accountant. Don't stress yourself with this journey. I think, yeah, I mean, financial strains are difficult. I think the thing people often don't think about when being an artist is that you work when other people socialize. So, like, yeah. my gig's at night, so I'm missing moments with my family and friends because, hey, kikospaning. I've got a 7.30 call time. The show maybe ends at 10. Then maybe I can link people at 11. So there's also an element of sacrifice. And it's just a crazy world. I mean, I'm grateful for it. I'm eternally grateful for for stand-up comedy, for comedy in general, for being able to work in the arts and entertainment. But it is a a long journey. It is a slog, and you have to have a really thick skin, you know, to to get to where you want to get to.
0: (laughs) This pen is not mine. I mean, That's why I, I mean, you know, it's. We just had an oopsie moment.
1: <laughs>
0: we'll talk about it off air, Owen. <laughs> so, um, you know, you speak about, of course, it's not easy to get into um, or to make it big, right? At sure. the beginning of, of everything. Would yes. you go back to quantity survey?
1: I would never, not in a million years. <laughs> Here's the deal I have the utmost respect for. Anybody who works, anybody who's got a job, there's dignity in work. I have the utmost respect. I don't care what you do. You're a doctor. You sweep. There, there's honor and there's respect in that. This job I learned very early was not for me. And I was blocking somebody who would have loved to do it. Sure. So, I, you know, I, I, I did not pursue it. I got my degree and I was out. I I enjoyed some of the stuff that I studied, but it was just not for me. Um, and I'm grateful. I did, I did work as a student quantity surveyor at Crane. Uh, this company in Santon, And I'm I'm eternally grateful for them for giving me that opportunity. But I learned very early that I, this one, this one's not for me. This one, this, <laughs> what you these do. chicken povolas, I cannot do forever. Like, I'm tired of shopping at Markham's for all these shirts. I'm logging out. Thank you. It was a good six months and I was out.
0: All right. <laughs> it, it, this is you, Velovi. Guys, I
1: mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe, you know, I don't do my taxes one day and SARS is coming for me. <laughs> I may consider going back to the corporate world. But as it stands, let's never let's never say never, but as it stands, I'll figure out a way I will not. So is it. <laughs> Not
0: happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's go to Raputi in Hi, Raputi. Hey, how's it, my sister? Good, how you doing? Hey, chap. Momo.
1: How you doing, fam?
0: man. Hey, up. Hey, Wait a minute. Mm. Uh, let me put this on speakerphone because we're in a spa right here
1: in West Park, Victoria West. Sure. Okay. Uh, just hold on. <laughs> okay, raputi. Speaker, yeah, yeah. Hey. Come on. yes. Bo, on. Yeah, boy. What do you want to hear? What you want to hear? Yeah. What do you want to hear? Hey, what do you want to hear? Oh, can you I'm sweating like hell right now. What is yeah? happening? What's this? <laughs> what is happening? Crimson's a lot. No, we, spe- we stopped at a spa. and uh, We bought birtow. Okay. And we got some birtow and some masala there. <laughs> yes, <Yesterday>. sir. <laughs> I'm not enjoying this birtow, my friend. <laughs> Yeah? Okay. i I Okay. But, anyways, what I call for, you know, I, I enjoy you. Thank you um,
0: I've
1: watched many of your shows. Big up, man. Thank you. Then, sir. Man. And I go, when I go to Piumunati, I got to School, well. No, Piomonati is too far back, buddy. I was still, yeah, still going to school Piomonati. I got in Legris School. I was still in school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you. And uh, then keep on keeping on. Thank you, Abuti. Drink some Kella water. water. Drink you, some water,
0: Raputi. <laughs> what on earth
1: sure Rabu. hey Rabuti what was in that built on it uh, wasn't gone. just
0: <laughs> doesn't sound like nearly
1: just yeah, I mean, there the was, stuff yeah there was some other stuff in that built on but thank you thank you for the call we yeah, appreciate it we truly. give thanks
0: funny in Lombardy, hi hi <laughs> hey why
2: is it me out hey I'm 50 since I had HLE and Sure. <laughs> I just
1: want to ask you one thing Ibo Ibo
2: me conto só
1: no só never want to lele. só quando tu queres ser never to só I have to be I have to be serious I
0: you know what? I tso ke introduce you to the
1: video tsa gao
0: video
1: Oh, this parental guidance already,
0: We would like to meet this guy. Oh.
1: One day, one day, is one day we we'll
0: one
2: day.
1: One day that
0: Keep on, my brother. Thanks, Shut Funny and Lombardi. Let's listen to a voice note, zero eight three three zero three seven zero nine three. That's where you can listen to your voice notes on. I mean, yeah. send
2: your voice. Hey, notes. Techo. Hey, Jack. This is Tuleyam Zag from the East Rand. I'm also um, a comedian. Mark Banks um, last week said everybody is a comedian now. I'm a comedian <laughs> as well. I've been coming. I've been doing comedy for... Um, Eleven months now, and it's been great. I've made Mo Jack, but I don't think he'll remember me. I want to ask Mo Jack what makes a great newcomer. Yes. Um, there was a Savannah newcomer showcase on Sunday, um, so I wanted to know what makes a great newcomer is it the writing is it um the longevity of uh, not the longevity but the hard work that you have put in when you are in the industry now or is it um because of the five minutes that you are going to be giving people on that same day so what makes a great newcomer huh. I'll listen on the radio (laughs) shop. Thanks,
1: Tuli. What makes a great newcomer? I think we're looking for someone who's fresh, who's got interesting ideas, who's funny, who writes well, who can perform very well. I think, yeah, I think those are the things that are kind of hallmarks of great newcomers. And I'm glad she she brought the newcomer showcase. On Sunday, there was this event, but I just want to, there were like 20, 18 acts who performed, right? Mm -hmm. I've never seen such a, quality level of consistency from a new batch of young comedians wow. so i was so excited to see like this new generation of acts that's coming out from cape town and jersey and that's durban lovely. and so like yo south African comedy is in really good hands and like we, we're excited for these new acts because hopefully one day they get onto tv shows and 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 but the the new south african wave of comedians is incredibly exciting. I'm I'm really hyped to see what they do in the next few years.
0: That really is exciting, yeah. right? I mean, it's it's nice to also know that there are, are people that actually want to do this, mm. right? They want to go into comedy, and it's what they want to really be doing. It's also nice. I mean, that's such a nice comment for you to make, right? About these new people co- up and coming.
1: Yeah, they were great. I'm super excited. Like this was one of the, the this class of 2024 is you know incredible I'm they're incredible they're really cool
0: would you mentor any of them
1: I think uh, as older stand-up acts we do mentor a lot of younger comics um, and like I said a lot of it's just giving ideas on how to navigate like all, also just their lives you know a lot of I always say to people like stand-up is like 20 minutes of the day the rest of it is like where I really am, you know. So yeah. some advice is just about navigating your real world, and then obviously advice on how to write good comedy or how to perform, and so we chip away at that kind of stuff. And and yeah, so so yeah, I'm always keen to mentor and give advice to younger acts. Zero
0: eight six one nine eight seven triple zero is the number that you can dial. I want to find out about the last one laughing south africa yes lolza L- yes but let's take a quick break okay um and we'll get more details about that shortly who's for lunch who's for lunch you're asking it's mojack we know mojack right <laughs> mo <sighs> Sane. um lehoko i have to mention that go for it name. i
1: mean oh, i hope people aren't like now
0: it's mojack we know you as mojack it's all good <laughs> <laughs> So, before we went to the break, I want us to speak about Lolza, yes, right, on Lust Prime. Yes, Laughing,
1: yes. But before
0: we get to that, mm. when you write, Mojack, what exactly do you write about? I mean, that one, that little um bit that we played, you're speaking about yes. your teacher. Mm. But what do you typically write about?
1: I mean, it's just uh, things that pop into my head or what I see. So, sometimes I'll just jot down an idea or, or it's like small jokes that need a little bit of work. So, it depends. Sometimes it's politics, sometimes relationships. Uh, but it is mostly observational. It's what I see kind of happening around me,
0: okay, mm. so nothing too
1: deep. I mean it depends i I think sometimes the the insight is at the end of the joke um when once we've got you, then we're like yeah like when text, but we have to do the joke first to to kind of. Um, uh, ease people into it and, yeah. then, and then we can talk about the real topic
0: okay mm. let's talk about last one Laughing South Yebo. Africa with Prime yes uh huh. Well, give us more de- what is that all about I mean I'm seeing you know it's you of course it's yes. Moonchild uh-huh. Kassizwe, Jason Goliath I mean Sister Celeste and Dooley yes. then it's bound to be hilarious but of course Trevor Noah is also there yeah and now I'm like huh Ketubi okay, care, definitely yes like, huh? <laughs> Nomzamo, Mbata, and tando tebete.
1: Yes. Yeah. The premise of the show Help is very understand. simple. It's uh, it's 10 uh, comedians/entertainers slash entertainers in a room and their aim is to make each other laugh. And 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 as a as one of the uh, uh, competitors, you have to try not to laugh. And if you make it to the end, you win a million rand to donate to a charity. So we're all in this house and we're trying all these jokes and we're trying <laughs> to get everybody to laugh. If you laugh, you get eliminated from the house. And so that's the game. We're doing pranks. We're doing sketches. We're doing all kinds of random stuff in the house because we're trying to get that million for our respective charities. It's a big deal. Trevor's the host. Incredible cast members. Like I said, Robbie Collins, Glenn Biederman, Pam. And then they mixed it up. They were like, you know what? Let's just throw a little something in there. Moonchild came through. She dropped some gems on us. Nomzama, of course. La LaSizwe couple of others, it was a really, really fun experience. <laughs> What's going on?
0: I'm trying to imagine being in a room with comedians, and I am I must not laugh. Not,
1: yes, that's <laughs> it was difficult, and that's like, you was rough. How do you guys
0: even want that to happen?
1: It's rough in there, you know, it's rough, because you have to, you know, listen and hear the jokes, and... Just you know, you're you you know you grin and bear it, and you you can't smile, and and it's obviously difficult because these are all really incredibly funny people, and when they're doing these jokes on stage or in the house, you're just trying to keep your composure so you can win that million rand. It was guys, hey beguraf, beguraf. How did you handle it? Look, I was like you. I don't know, cause I've got one of those faces that can't lie, you know. <laughs> so sometimes, even when I'm when I'm supposed to be acting like a thing is delicious when it's not, my face will let you know that I what, what you've cooked here is not the one. So like, it was really hard for me to keep a straight face to not fall for the gags, um, and there was a lot of grimacing and like, mm, it it was just difficult. <laughs> and I think the audience members are going to really enjoy seeing us squirm seeing the comedy and all the bits that we've done of course trevor came through as our host it's going to be a bunch of laughs like Glaston laughing is going to be like awesome for everybody watching at home it's going to be it's going to be dope
0: i mean i'm like waiting <laughs> to find out all about it when are we going to be able to watch this
1: it's dropping very soon we can't say the full release date just yet a uh, couple of weeks though it's not it's not far away we've got a couple more announcements before the show is available but if you come, kind of stay tuned and, and check our social media, we'll, we're going to be throwing you a little bit of tidbits in the next few weeks about what to expect.
0: I can't wait.
1: It's going to be awesome. Yo, I'm like, yo, the more and more I think about it, I'm like, guys. But who won? I. what are you talking about? <laughs> hey, you won now. I have no idea. I've, what are you talking about?
0: Who won what? Hey the million. You, you talked about a million you, for charity. You gotta
1: watch. You gotta see which one of your favorite celebrities or guests won that million rand. In fact, I'm intrigued to see who think who people think won. Who do people think won that million rand? You know, of course Trevor's the host and these ten other incredible comedians, who do they think is gonna work away with that million prize for their respective charities? I think Celeste. You think Celeste, huh? Maybe I, even you. Thank you. I'm, I but I'm kind of offended because you came to me second. You started with, <laughs> <laughs> you know, why I think you right?
0: look, Celeste, she you can tell that she freely laughs, sure, right? She's sure. always laughing and happy. Yes, yes. I think with you,
1: uh-huh. you
0: might have won,
1: okay, because
0: you've you say you've got a serious side to you,
1: yes, I do.
0: So I think you might, maybe.
1: <laughs> we have to wait and see. Ten of your favorites. I don't know either. I don't. I don't know one either.
0: You gave me a face. So I think it definitely is you.
1: Know? No, no, no. Hey, if it was me, you know, it would be very obvious. I'd be wearing a chain. <laughs> I'd be wearing ketang. If you know, you know. Just those thick gold chains. Eh? Kirikirikiril. Yeah, T Pain. You would know very well if I'd one. I'd be wearing a Rolex as we speak.
0: Ah, but that money's for charity. So where would you get the money for? Ah, the there's friends?
1: other monies. Don't worry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's last one laughing South Africa. Yes. On Prime, right? That is
1: correct. Okay. Primes, there. Go check it out. It's gonna be a ton of fun. I think people are really going to enjoy it.
0: When is it coming out? Couple of weeks.
1: Couple of weeks. We got more information to reveal to the public, guys. Just just check out our social media. Okay. It's going to be great. Lots of announcements coming up.
0: Okay. What are you busy with then? Where can people catch you?
1: <laughs> I'm getting ready to watch the show on Prime. <laughs> um, I'm doing a bit of writing too. I uh, This year, I think I want to try and make a short film. Uh, I have a documentary I need to finish. And I'm doing stand-up a lot more than I was last year. I'm back in the mix, so it's going to be a very big year. I'm excited to do that. Yeah, that's the vibe for this year. And I'm taking photographs. I've got a hobby, guys. Can I look a hobby? Angry we can't all be on the streets. <laughs> so <laughs> and I'm That's like, lovely. oh my word, what a nice angle, what a nice shot. That yeah, is nice. so I'm I'm in a world of hobbies this year. I'm going to be hiking. When you see me on, ah, why did you make that face? <laughs> Yo, I just got judged for hiking, for taking care of my health.
0: No, I mean, you can take care of your health in other ways. Like? Like hiking. I don't understand. You know, I can't understand the concept of yeah, hiking. Why? Because we're going up this mountain only to come back down it.
1: Yeah, I'm and get a view tired. and urban nature.
0: So like, if I can drive up the mountain, if there's like a pathway for me to drive. Why uh,
1: what I drive? mountains are you going up? Hi, ma'am. Um, <laughs> that's not that's. <laughs> that's there's what,
0: a place in Mpumalanga. I think it's at the Kruger National Park or something. Yes. Where you drive up and you see the view.
1: I in villa and i see this year health is wealth and vunuk driver ah we we tried. Thank you for having me, but we tried it. So
0: what are the other hobbies? Hiking, good luck with that, all the best. <laughs> Photography.
1: <laughs> I play a little bit of football when I'm not injured, so uh, we play twice a week. I'm just trying to trying to do more of the stuff that I like. And I think I'll go back into making beats again. I think that's... Nice. And uh, I want to DJ this year, actually. This year I'm going to DJ, guys. I'll, I'll have many more. Kenna. <laughs> Hello when I post the earrings mang kent and then many more that's me I'll be there
0: Many more
1: Yeah I'll be playing either while they are setting up or while they're striking <laughs> down That that set ya It's a so lounges mang mang baraga ice You'll see me on the texts on the ones and twos or when they are sweeping us all out of the club that is going to be my slot
0: Many more
1: Many more when you see many more, let Lamboa and I get It's like, ah, guys, you're not ready. I'm coming for everything. Yeah.
0: Look, take it, okay? If, those, if that's the area that you're going into, by all means, do take it. More, where can people follow you on the socials?
1: Uh, you can check me out on Instagram or Facebook, on X. It's all the same. Mojak Lehoku, M O J A K L E H O K O. Mojak Lehoku on all social media platforms.
0: Mamela, before I let you go, right? Yes. How did the family feel that, okay, fine, he's got this degree. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) But he's gone a totally different route. I think in the beginning they were like, oh, we're going to be supporting somebody their whole life. (laughs) And then with time they were like, okay, actually you've got some sustainability, you know, you've got a real career, it's okay, we support. But I think it, it takes time for any parent to be comfortable with the kid being a freelancer or being in entertainment.
0: Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So, thank you.
1: Thank you for having me. Thanks for your time. Thank An you. absolute
0: pleasure. Mo Jack Lehoku speaking to us there about his plans. Um, I kind of know when Lolza is coming out, <laughs> uh, when it's launching, but I won't share with anyone. Promise, promise, promise. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> that is Mo Jack Lehoku there.